people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is the Restoration Hour for June twenty second, twenty nineteen. Waiting for Travis Goley to call in, uh, White Lives Matter founder and uh, organizer of the Fash Bash. Um, uh, I put a video up of uh, my speech at the Fash Bash and a few other links uh, on Eurofolk Radio and also on BitChute. The Brian Rui, his uh, BitChute channel contains that video and video other videos from the Fash Bash. So. Uh, we're getting more and more into video presentations, and we'll be doing more and uh, more of that during the year. Uh, also trying to get the Hangouts page working again. Uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to fight back against the censors, the Jewish censors who don't want to hear the truth being promulgated on the net. So... Uh, as I'm waiting for uh, Travis Goley to call in, uh, Travis maybe had the wrong number, uh, the area code. And uh, since uh, we have a free conference running, the call-in number is 218-339-7800. I'll repeat that, 218-339-7800. And the access code is 5467723. So uh, as uh, I wait for Travis to call in, I'm going to go to my bookmarks and see if I can find the the links to some uh, good articles. Uh, I'm going to go here to the uh, Ensign Message. The Anglo-Saxon People, Part 1, by uh, B.L. Hollins. And uh, I think I can keep the uh, free conference chat room up at the same time with a split screen. I'll see what I can do uh, to monitor free conference at the same time. There we go. Uh, Recent articles. Okay, here we go. 478... Okay, are you with us? Area code 4718. Yes, absolutely. How are you doing, bro? Uh, hi, Travis. Okay, I heard you got stopped by the cops today for passing out racist literature. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that definitely happened, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just another day. Yeah, <laughs> just another um, day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those that don't know, um, on D-Day, they actually did a huge purging of us online. Oh. Um, of course, we know when we lose our foot, our foothold online, uh, whether it's on YouTube, social media, anything, anything like that, 
literally the world is just going to sit there and pretend like everybody believes in diversity. Everybody believes oh, yeah. in the mainstream stuff. Well, we, the American people, we don't. In fact, we, we nine times out of 10, we vote conservative, ultra conservative. Um, even the states that have the options to vote for their racist flags, we vote to keep our racist flags when we get the option. Um, when the people ask us, can we keep our racist monuments? We vote to keep our racist monuments. Right. So the, the American people are very, very, very racially aware. The thing is, the mainstream media wants to get rid of us, and they want to annihilate us from being online. So right. when they annihilated us, and they did a genocide of us online right. on D-Day, <laughs> we went and we hit the streets. Because you can take us offline, but you can't take us out of the streets. You can't take right. us out of the community. Right. So we went to uh, about half a dozen different um, towns and cities in two different states. And we passed out flyers. Okay. Well, Terre Haute, Indiana got so mad about this that they decided they were going to have a protest about it. Well, they, they jumped the gun. The thing was, we were using social media <clears throat> to hype the situation up. Yeah, like Donald really Trump. Good. And that's something people have to <laughs> right. do as an activist. Right. Get in there, make them even more mad about it. People are like, oh, man, that's crazy. Can you believe these flyers? And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I passed those flyers out. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, those are good, huh? And they were like, no, that's crazy, man. You're racist. You're a bigot and all this. And I was like, yeah, but America was founded as this. Like, all these terms they're using against us, they don't mean anything. Right. You know, it's like in kindergarten when they call you Susie Boozy. You know, Susie yeah. Boozy doesn't even mean anything if your name's Susie. Yeah. <laughs> so or you got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Right. Uh, the cooties. So, yeah. so we stood uh, on that. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. we even fueled it even more. And then we kept hitting the streets. We kept hitting the streets so hard that literally the very next day, the NAACP, the, uh, there was a couple of synagogues that chi chimed in also. There was um, some mainstream churches. They decided they could just host an event the very next day after our very first flyers, and they would be able to pull off a big protest against us. Mm -hmm. Turns out, <clears throat> some news stories say 50 people showed up at the courthouse steps. Some people say, uh, some news stories say that 80 did, and of course, the last news articles that came out said 100 showed up. So mm -hmm. they, of course, marked their numbers up. Which is also amusing because, you know, when we go to rallies and we host rallies, they always yeah. mark our numbers down. Right. We could have 100 people there and they'll be like, well, 50 showed up. Right. No, more right. than 50 showed, but they don't want to give us credit. But for them, they lie. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. So locals, well, I saw the video of the, uh, came together. the Terror Hot oh, video. Yeah. Only about 20 people. I think. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. about 20 people there. Uh, yeah. Maybe 25, you know, that's about maybe. it. Um, and most of them were leaders of other organizations. Uh, right? Nobody in their congregation came or the synagogue came. Um, nobody in the pulpit <laughs> came, yeah. Uh, right. And so they got really mad, and the locals were like, what do you mean? Because they said that there was a big protest against white supremacy and hate, and they were showing no hate in our state. It turns out that slogan, no hate in our state, from Indiana that's been going on since 2015. That's how they had all these signs and all this other stuff. And like, it's been going on every single year, numerous times a year. So mm -hmm. obviously this no hate in our state is a lie. There's a lot of passion and love for our country in that state that's and right. for our race in that state that they consider hate. Mm -hmm. And so they haven't won in the slightest. Um, no. Then, no. 
since the locals, Terre Haute locals started commenting, and they were like, what do you mean you guys protested this hate? You guys had 20 degenerates and misfits sitting on a courthouse steps. And if you look at the picture, some of them look like they literally woke up. Somebody gave them an egg McMuffin right. just to stay there longer. Right. It, it looks like they literally yeah. slept on the courthouse steps. No, it looked um, like they emptied out so, the local, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, shelter. <laughs> a shelter for yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. And gave them 20 yeah, bucks each, right? That's what it looks like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so then they, um, they said, well, hey, don't even worry about this rally. We've got another one coming. We're going to do... Uh, the fifth annual diversity walk happened to be that weekend. They're like, we're going to dedicate the fifth annual uh, walk to these guys. We're going to parade through Terre Haute and show there's no hate in our state. Well, God said, you ain't doing nothing against our boys. And God made it rain. Mm -hmm. So these, these sissies decided they, they do believe in diversity. They do want racial equality. But they don't believe in that cause enough to actually get wet for. That's right. where they draw their line. <laughs> they, they, will, they will talk a good talk online. They mm -hmm. will ban us from Facebook. They will ban us from YouTube. They will do all that cool stuff. But if the cause demands for racial equality that they get wet by the rain, yeah. they're done, they quit, they're out. <laughs> so they surrendered. Uh, yeah. It was raining. God said, here, do it. Show me your loyalty. Show me you believe in this diversity. So he made it rain, and uh, they said, no, that's cool. I'm good on that. Nobody showed up. Right. And nobody wanted to go out there and protest. So then they rescheduled. Well, meanwhile, we were still running our mouths online saying, hey, guys, like we said, this is white America. And people that are listening in the audience, if you guys really don't believe it, there's a lot more people that think like we think that are out there right now, but they don't know it's okay to think this way. They don't know it's okay to express right. our views. And so that's what we show people. Like, you can actually do this. It's fine. And now yeah. what Terre Haute realized is they couldn't do a good protest against us in Terre Haute. They literally said, hey, we're going to go to the state capitol with this. And so next weekend there's going to be a protest of Whoa. us at the state capitol. Hmm. So oh, okay. um, then they'll be doing that. And that's in Indianapolis. And they'll be doing that. Um, which by the way, the other thing is we called this, the, um, the actual, uh, city capital or the state capital. And we asked them, Hey, has, have they filed a permit or anything like that? And they said, no, absolutely not. There has not been a permit filed for any kind of demonstration against you guys. Uh -huh. What they've mentioned is so many times in the news crew, in the, uh, in the press, in the mainstream media that they will have one. But the, even the state said, Technically, to have a rally on the courthouse, or I mean the uh, state house steps, right. you don't have to have a permit. Okay. So that's also good for all of us, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't have to have permits to have a rally on the courthouse steps either and right. on the, um, on the yeah. uh, state capitol steps. They don't have to have one, neither do we. They'll be there next weekend protesting us. Today, they did their reschedule. Uh, they, today, they said, too, rain or shine, they, are gonna, they were going to march through the streets. I love how they said rain or shine this time. You know, <laughs> last time they didn't. Last week, right. hey, mm -hmm. it was just about convenience. Now, because we got them irritated, because we got in their heads, we made them think and, and act irrationally. Now they're like, no, there's no compromise. We've got to show it. We've got to get our numbers out there. Uh, they did have a protest against us. They marched through the, uh, through the streets of Terre Haute. They marched about a mile. 
mile okay. and a half. Right. Um, but like I said, this is the fifth annual event, and they just dedicated it to us because we're that special. Right. <laughs> uh, very good. But it very all good. began. It all began because of simple pieces of paper and people saying we have a right to pass these out and we want to tell people white lives matter Eurofolk radio was the very top thing on that web on the uh the list of websites okay for people to look up if they're interested in learning more if they're interested in hearing real news this is where they can go the reason that we put all that stuff out there is there's a lot of and we know what it is it's all lies in the mainstream propaganda we need our people to know if you're interested in hearing the real story, what's really happening, you need to be networking with the real people. And of course, Eurofolk Radio is one of those places to go to get real news. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, Thank I, you for your service. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yours as well. That's what we do. Yeah. Well, so what, uh, I mean, yeah. has anybody ever stated an objection to the idea? That white lives matter. I mean, has any one of these groups said, no, white lives don't matter? And, uh, you know, uh, so, but so only non white lives black matter. Black Lives Matters always says that. Okay. Yeah, Black Lives Matter has gone on record numerous times saying that all lives do not matter and white lives do not matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only black lives matter. But as far as the locals in Terre Haute, no, none of them said that um, white lives didn't matter. They said all lives matter. But okay. by saying all lives matter, you agree. That white, white lives, lives matter. <laughs> are part of all lives. <laughs> right. Therefore, so so white lives do matter is the point. So we agree. Um, but they don't want to admit that they agree. They don't like the term right. white lives matter. They only want it to be all lives matter. And, again, if you're saying all lives, that includes mm-hmm. white lives. So why can't we just say white lives? Okay. Know? And then you said that there were a couple of synagogues supposedly involved in this too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, yep. uh, I mean, are there any Jewish spokesmen uh, going out there stating oh. that white lives do not matter? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah. 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 There were several of the congregations uh, where I guess there's synagogue things, whatever they call that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just call them the synagogue of Satan. I don't know what right. they actually call themselves. Yes. But, Rabbis, um, whatever. Yeah, there yeah. have been several of those leaders that believe this is white supremacy. There was a uh, World War II memorial museum that had also received a flyer. Um, we didn't know where that museum was. We were passing out flyers and doing what we do. It is 100% illegal to specifically target somebody with a flyer however if you hit the entire block if you just if you just do what you're supposed to do and keep passing out material then it is 100 percent legal so we didn't even notice that we had um given them a flyer we just kept doing what we do and passing out the flyers the whole street got a flyer but allegedly um i guess like 10 years ago or something there was actually um this memorial, this World War II memorial building was blown up or something oh like that. Um, mm-hmm. They felt like they were targeted. So, of course, they had to give, you know, the 30 seconds of fame. And they give big speeches about how our flyers offended them and hurt their feelings. Our main thing is we turn on the news. A black man rapes a white woman. Um, black Lives Matters riots, loots, pillages, burns down our cities. Black Lives Matters, of course, has committed more crimes 
and mm. cause more destruction on American soil than ISIS and Al-Qaeda combined, and yet they're peaceful protesters, according to the, the mainstream media. Right. We American people, we know they're terrorists. They're a legit terrorist organization. That's what they do. They spread terror. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have had, like, in the last couple, <laughs> half a decade, years, you know, they've, they've had a couple demonstrations that ended peacefully. But other than that, most of their events, they end in terrorism. That's what they do. They, they riot. They shut down cities. They, they burn cities. We consider that offensive. That's right. But see, nobody cares about our feelings. So honestly, we don't care about their feelings either. And right. that's the big thing that you know, a lot of people, when you start passing out flyers, they'll be like, what if this offends somebody? Well, you know what? The news offends me. Mm-hmm. The idea that black lives matter and you can't say white lives matter or Asian lives matter or any other lives matter except all lives matter. That's offensive to me. You see, nobody cares about my feelings. Right. So why do we care about theirs? We don't. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest about it. We don't. Right. And so that's what we did. And, and that's what we tell these guys when they call and they ask. Because some of my, my phone numbers actually on some of these flyers, too. So, okay. And, too, I was on Facebook using my real name, Travis Goley. Of course, these guys, they would complain about it, but nobody complained while we were in the streets. Nobody complained while we were in their neighborhoods. Nobody complained while we were at their door handing out the flyer. Right. People only complained about it after we were already gone, after we came home, once we logged in online. See, right. online, they pretend like everybody's diverse, but in the streets, everybody knows this is white America. It's always been white America, and it will be white America again because we love our children, and our children will be free. Amen. Amen. But uh, you're passing out flyers. There's no law against that. And even if it was a, a, exactly. a, a war memorial, the fact that it was bombed uh, umpteen years ago has nothing to do with your passing out flyers. Yep. Sorry. Well, what exactly. about what about the white soldiers who were primarily white in World War II? Did they die for a, a uh, an America in which only black lives matter? I mean, uh, you exactly. know, hello, uh, hello, uh, veterans, you know. Uh, and on top of it, too, in that war, we were fighting communism. America right? never even declared war against Germany. We only declared war against the Japanese. Hmm. The the Germans were actually fighting against communism also with the USSR. That whole war had nothing to do with any of this white supremacy and stuff like that. America was pro-white at that point in time also. That's right. You know, we still had segregation at that time. There was no civil rights. America was on the exact same page. In fact, we had concentration camps over here where we locked up the Japanese because it makes sense to do such. Just like Germany had concentration camps where they, or work camps where yeah. they locked up all the communists and the filthy Jews. Right. And not all Jews, by the way. The bankers, the rich bankers, they were still running around doing yeah. what they do. Right. <laughs> it was only the scum that got put, that got put into those yeah. places. Just like here, only the Japanese got put into those places. So the fact that these guys want to turn this into like some anti-white thing when we say white lives matters, that's in itself racist. It's absolutely racist. The fact that we can't even say white lives matter without police coming and harassing us about it, <clears throat> that shows. And keep in mind, too, white lives matters literally created blue lives matters. Uh-huh. There was no blue lives matters until we spoke it into existence at our events. And the very first time that blue lives matters signs were ever held in public were at white lives matters events. 
We created the own, their own thing to defend the cops. Right. Because what do we know about cops? They're always complaining about white cops. They're not complaining right. about the black cop. They're complaining about white cops. When they target cops, they're targeting white police officers that work really hard to make the world go around and be safe. Right. Yeah, there are good cops out there. In fact, most of them are good. Yep. But uh, they're put in, in a pressure situation where they can't exactly. even utter the word race without being called racist yes. themselves. And they know who commits the crimes. Exactly. They know. Yeah, yeah. they arrest them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They yeah. know They know Tyrone. They know Trayvon. They know right. them all. They arrest them all day. They right. eat them their rights, put them in the squad car all day long. They know better than we know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. yes, they do. But their bosses tell them to keep their mouths shut and don't talk about the racial statistics. Yep. Don't tell you. Know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And see, yeah. that's the same stuff they do with the military, too. And now it's gotten to the point where they say uh, when Obama was in office, they made a list of people that are, quote, unquote, suspect or need to be monitored by the government because they could possibly be homegrown domestic terrorists. And on that list were conservatives who love their Bible and they love their guns Mm -hmm. and they come back from these wars. So we see even the government understands these police officers, these, these vets, they are our kind of people. They understand most of these people, they literally joined and enlisted to go fight for America. They didn't think they were going to go fight for Israel. So then when they got involved in this, they went in with the right mission. They wanted to protect our freedoms. They wanted to protect our country. They wanted to protect our people. Most of them marry white. They live white. Then they have white offspring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. though, that's, that's a bad thing, allegedly. Right. You know, they they, they yeah. say that we're homegrown domestic terrorists. Absolutely. Yeah. Those who believe in the values that uh, uh, America was founded under are suddenly wrong. It's suddenly evil. It's amazing. Yes. Well, yeah, if that isn't proof that we've been taken over by an alien force, then uh, I yes. don't know what is, right? Yeah, so they're trying and everybody to... wants to say it's just like the southern stuff they're getting rid of. No, they're going after George Washington monuments. They're going after Andrew Jackson monuments. Yeah. They're going after Abraham Lincoln's monuments. They're going after everybody that is our people all throughout history. Right. Because that's what they actually hate. Not just Hitler. It's nothing about the Confederacy <laughs> right? or the South. It's white people they hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, yeah, when did this uh, change start to take place in our country? Because in the 1950s, growing up in Chicago here, uh, we there was no violence. Uh, as a child, me and my school playmates would walk for, uh, at least two miles from uh, Sedgwick Street to the lakefront. Uh, we never had yep. got molested to go to the beach and go swimming for a couple right. hours. And then we walked back home. It was safe. Yep. You know, America was safe yep. before before the uh, Civil Rights Bill was passed. After the Civil Rights Absolutely. Bill was passed, America became very dangerous, not just for whites, but for uh, blacks, exactly. too, because blacks, for some reason, started preying yep. on each other as well, <laughs> more than they ever did yes. before. Okay. So, Absolutely. Uh, right. Yep. They literally took it to a whole new level. Now, gang violence and everything else. I mean, and if you really think about it, there's no difference between a gang, a street gang that runs our streets, and a terrorist organization. They mm-hmm. all want us to fear them. They all want to strike terror into our hearts. 
we the people need to rise up and take our nation back or these gangs and these thugs are only going to get worse and worse. Like, for instance, what you were just talking about in Chicago. Nowadays, there's neighborhoods you couldn't even think about walking down the streets at night because oh, if you no. did, people would just look at you like, well, you knew what you were getting into. Like, what do you mean? This yeah, is a like, country that we like should be Like, juicy, smell it. We should be <laughs> free to walk any street at any night, right? any yeah. time. It doesn't matter. We, we, the people, should not be thugs. We, yeah. the people, should not be criminals. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is uh, it's fascinating that uh, Juicy Smellett staged this incident in Chicago yeah. where he he is probably way safer on the north side of Chicago where there are very few blacks than if he went over to yeah. the south side or the west side which is loaded with blacks, he's much more likely to get yep. mugged there. Right? Yep. And uh, and yeah. two on top of it, Everybody knows this, and it's a 100% fact. This isn't like some conspiracy that me and Pastor Eli are talking about right now. The property values in the white areas is worth more. The reason for that is it's owned by white people, and it's taken care of, and the community is better, and everybody wants to live there. These integrated, these forced integrated environments, they're evil. Everybody knows it. Nobody wants to live it there. They will literally sometimes give you a house for 15 bucks a month because they <laughs> right. know it's not worth living there. You can live there with your kids if you want to at your own risk, but it is integrated. You will probably get raped. You will probably get, you know, one of your mm-hmm. kids will probably get murdered in a drive-by because that's what integration brings. Integration doesn't bring peace. We've tried it since 1964 when right. we passed the Civil Rights Bill. But yeah. what we've seen is chaos and turmoil ever since. We haven't had peace. We haven't had any kind of bliss. We haven't had great things arise from this. All we've seen is chaos, destruction. And now we live in a world where white people have to stand up and say, hey, white lives matter. Because everybody else is looting, pillaging, and burning down cities in the name of their race or their ancestors. And nobody's thinking that white people actually have a right to exist. It's gotten to that stage. That's why we have stickers that say it's okay to be white. Because it actually works when people realize, like, wait a minute, yeah, they're right. It is okay to be white. This is how I was born. Really? <laughs> you know, we had to point stuff out because nobody else got it. That was really a big recruiting thing for us, and it did work great. Even the ADL says that it's okay to be white, and White Lives Matters were huge things to fund and push forward the future generations of this movement. And that's exactly why. We've gotten to the point where... In this day and age, if you're born white, you automatically have to apologize for all these weird things that happened in the past, which if you really actually research them, they weren't even bad. Slavery and all this other stuff. Right now, the Negro wants to be a slave. They want free medical care. They want free housing. They want free food. They want want everything free. But they don't have to work. That's what slavery was. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, the the fact is, uh, uh, the point you bring up is very good because blacks here in America living under slavery on the plantation were far better off. They were healthier. They were better fed. They lived longer lives than blacks in Africa. That's they were happier, the they were yeah. healthier, everything. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't want to the work. The <laughs> dad was actually in the family, as crazy mm-hmm. as that sounds to most of us, because we know the Negro dad is like the unicorn. 
Right. You know, nowadays, that doesn't exist. A black dad? Come on, dude. You got to yeah. be kidding me. That's like a leprechaun. Who's ever seen one? Yeah. Who'd you know? be your daddy? But back in I the don't day, know. <laughs> they used to actually be involved in the family. Yes, they were. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah in fact, uh, that's one of the big deals that liberals make about slavery that slavery would break break up the black family so what is what has liberalism done for the black family what has the welfare exactly. state done create for the, prisons right right break up the family because we've seen yeah. a lot of prisons yeah they have uh, the welfare Absolutely. state has promoted a fatherless home with the you know, aid to dependent children, which is simply an excuse for the, the black non-father. In other words, the government uses blacks as pimps for black women yep. to produce children so they can earn money for aid to dependent children. And that's, that's, their, that's their contribution to helping the black family. Yep. Yep. And right. creates more social programs, more excuses to help more minorities, et cetera, et cetera. And what we see is they've literally crippled the black cause to the point where they can't even rise up and help their own anymore because they're always looking for these handouts. They're always catering to the Marxist agenda instead of catering to their own agenda for their own people by their own cause. Mm-hmm. And literally right now they have more handouts than any other race. They are literally, we took them from the back of the bus. We put them to the front of the bus. We took them from the back of the classroom. We put them to the front of the classroom. They don't even have to take the test anymore. We rubber stamp them approved. Mm-hmm. They, we took all these other white jobs and we gave it to them. We literally made it so that we cater to them. We elected Obama simply because of the color of his skin and made him president. Mm. He had no right to be president. He wasn't qualified to be president. He wasn't even qualified to be a state's representative, let alone the nation's. But because of his skin, we pushed him in there. And what happened? We see it fall on his face every single time because without proper training, without proper education, people don't understand what they have and they don't respect it. And they don't know what to do in those positions. And so we've seen time after time, integration leads to failure. If we, the people, start standing up for our own country, if we, the people, start standing up for ourselves, if we, the people, can just say we're white and that's okay, we are actually our own voting block, we could take back our nation. And the question just comes down to how many of us are willing to do that? For Mm -hmm. instance, even today. So Terre Haute went out and they protested us with their fifth annual event, they were already planning to have 5,000 people there for their diversity walk. Then they twisted it to make it so those 5,000 are somehow against us okay. because we're hate right. and white supremacy. Well, while they went out, we went out and we hit the streets too. Okay. We even had a police officer pull us over and they, they said that we were littering. I said, no, <laughs> that's not we actually we're protected by the first amendment. See, um, we were throwing out um, rocks. They, the rocks are in the bags with the flyers. Okay. Because we have a rock inside the bag, the rock actually makes it legal. The really? rock is to hold it down. It's, okay. it's just like a paper boy. If a paper boy is going through your neighborhood, he's throwing out his papers. Yeah. He's just got to get it in your yard. He has to get it on your driveway. Yeah. For us, they want it specifically in the driveway. So we made sure. We drove through slow through the neighborhoods. We made sure every single one was on the driveway. The rock is there to hold the paper yeah, down, so, so it's so not that littering. It blow away. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, because mm-hmm. if it is blowing around, that is a littering charge. 
Really? But the cop okay. really just wanted us out of his town. That's all he wanted. Sure. But the point was, Brownie we points. had a right to be there, and we have a right, right to do this kind of stuff. And if we don't use our rights, we literally right. forfeit our rights. Right. They don't have to okay. get the government wants. They can take it from us. But if we're not using our right, the government doesn't even have to take it from us. Because right. it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's like yeah. a pony in the backyard that you don't own. You don't know it exists because nobody uses it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's there. If you never ride it, it doesn't matter. Well, if we don't yeah, use our rights, yeah. it doesn't matter if they take it from us. Right. Well, well when I was helping Art Jones uh, when he was running for Congress, I think yeah. it's the 37th District of uh, uh, Illinois, uh, but you know, we yep. our technique is to go door to door and put the flyers yep. into. You can't put them in the mailbox. It's a, it's a illegal to put them Correct. in the mailbox, but you can slide them under a door, put them under a mat. And what I found, uh, you know, usually people Absolutely. have like uh, some kind of uh, chair and table on their porch with a decoration of some. So I slide them underneath a decoration on a table, and then if worse comes to worse, and then uh, we started uh, slipping them into the gap between the door and the frame of the car okay and that's a nice yeah. tight yep. fit right so the stuff doesn't blow away yep so so we never and uh, Absolutely. You know, yeah so we never had a littering charge but uh, a cop pulled up uh, and confronted me and said hey what are you doing here well i'm uh, i'm distributing flyers and he says, uh, yep. you know, you're not, you know, uh, we had a complaint from somebody that you littered their lawn. I said, oh, really? Well, uh, you know, I'm sorry about that, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly legally allowed to do this. And uh, I had Absolutely. a real bad confronta confrontation with that guy who accused me of littering his lawn. And he, he actually thought better of it and drove around the neighborhood to find me and apologize to me. <laughs> that right, was, that's good. Yeah, that's good. that made Absolutely. my day. <laughs> right? <Absolutely. laughs> so, and he was a white guy. We have the yeah. right to distribute this material. That's right. They'll try to get you for littering if they really want to push it. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, as long as it's in the driveway or it is up on oh. the doorsteps, like how you were just describing, yeah. as long as the material cannot blow away, right? we are not littering. The other thing oh. they try to get you for is you need a soliciting permit. Well, okay. no. you actually don't need a soliciting permit no. unless you're asking for money or donations or selling an item. Now, if you're right. selling an item, yeah. then yes, but, you have but, yeah. to have a permit. But, but you're giving that, stuff away you free. You do not have to at all. That's not soliciting. I got a funny story for you. When uh, I was yeah. in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, pa Pastor uh, Greg uh, was holding a rally on the uh, – courthouse steps in Knoxville, Tennessee, because we were protesting okay. the fact that the these four or maybe it's five black thugs murdered Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom and tortured oh, them. Oh, yes, yeah, I remember right? that case. Yeah. Yes. And, and the uh, mass media was really downplaying this. And, uh, you know, and we decided, no, yeah. you know, the, the, this should be national news. They should be prosecuted to the hilt. They should be prosecuted to, for a hate crime. Yep. So as we were uh, going around the neighborhood before actually holding the rally, 
we were uh, lining up in the streets and uh, you know holding our flags. We, in fact, we were holding out nooses, okay, and we were chanting, "Bring yeah. back the rope! Bring back the rope! Bring back the rope!" So yeah, people, yeah and I can understand people getting upset, uh, upset about that, <laughs> right? But we weren't violating Only any law. Because they don't understand the justice and peace the rope brought. Right? Oh Absolutely. yeah, right. Uh, they weren't indiscriminate about uh, you know putting. In fact, there were just as many white people strung up for murder and that the local uh, yep. corrupt politicians refused to prosecute. That's what brought about the yep. rope, okay, is there was yep. no justice for white people. So uh, guess what? There's no justice for white people again today. So anyway, yep. we were on the street, and the cops were watching us, and one of our guys jaywalked. Okay. Yep. So the cops yep. pulled him over and arrested him for jaywalking. USOBs. Exactly. Okay, so we're still waiting there, and we're just get about ready to get on the bus to go to the rally. And one of the local news reporters, uh, a, a very good-looking blonde in a dark blue suit, standing on the other side of the street, suddenly walks across the street, jaywalking in the full observation exactly. of the police, and they did nothing. Okay? So we yep. started pointing nothing. at her and shouting, jaywalking, jaywalking, jaywalking. Okay? Yep. <laughs> and so she stopped. Exactly. So she stopped in the middle of the street. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. We all had a good laugh about it. Of course, they let the guy go that they arrested. But this is the kind. And see, that's the saddest part, though. These laws that they make up so they can try to hinder us, it's only to discourage us from actually continuing on with the act. Right. There's a small amount of people in this world that are very simple-minded and weak. They're very mm -hmm. emotional and they cannot control themselves. So when they see certain things, like for instance, a white guy and a white girl falling in love, it enrages them to the point where they have to scream absurdities and they have to spit on people and stuff like that. It makes them mad. They see a white baby being born. That is hate to them. You know, they want us to be this, this communist. That's really mm -hmm. what they want. They want us to be a Jewish slave. And if we, if we just, keep going the path that we need to go for our people. We can do something, but they want us to just submit. They, for instance, jaywalking. There's no reason they should have been in trouble for jaywalking. Jaywalking hasn't been a law that's been enforced by anybody <laughs> anywhere yeah. forever. Right. You know what I mean? But the fact that, oh, no, your guy's jaywalking. Oh, so, okay, well, what about her jaywalking? Oh, so she can legally break the law. That's fine. Everybody's cool with that. You know, if, if uh, for instance, if we would have been passing out Mormon flyers or we would have been passing out Jehovah Witness stuff today, would we have gotten pulled over and would they have even threatened the idea of littering? Yeah. No. No. Never in a million yeah. years. If I was passing out Black Lives Matters material, would have I even been stopped? Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. Never in a million years. Hey, you know what? You just gave me an idea. Black Lives Matters activist. You just gave me an idea. You guys should pass out Black like Lives Matters. <laughs> Black I love Lives Matters. <laughs> and like, see hey, if the cops complain go. about that, right? <laughs> hey, you guys yeah. can't be serious. Exactly. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I even told the cops. I was like, listen, Black Lives Matters, they loot, they pillage, they rape in the name of their cause. They literally burn down cities. 
That's how they spread awareness. I pass out flyers. That's how we spread awareness. You know, we, we, we reach out to the intellectual part of people. And, you know, you can love us or you can hate us, but you have to admit it's legal. It right. is 100% legal. In fact, even in Terre Haute, even though these guys hated us, they still said they had the right to pass it out. But now we have the right to show them we're bigger than you guys and this is our country. It turns out it took them three weeks to figure it out and nine attempts at a different rally in order right. to get good numbers there to show us, hey, maybe somebody in uh, Terre Haute doesn't believe in this white power stuff. But really what we've seen was the majority of people really do believe this. They have to stretch. And just like with now, they're going to leave Terre Haute and then have this city, or this capital, or this uh, protest for against us at the state capitol. The reason they had to go to the state capitol is most people aren't going to come. They're not. Most people, what we care about is our family. And honestly, most people, we marry white. We make white babies. Mm-hmm. That's what most people do. And that's why, to this day, even they, they say the Republican Party is racist because it's too white. What is too white? Yeah. The nation needs to be run by the majority. Why right. would we be run by the minority? That doesn't even make sense. Why would we allow 10% of the nation's population to enslave the rest of us? Why would we push a race above our own when it's our children that should have the right to go to college? There are literally college grants out there that cater to you if you're a minority of some bloodline. You literally right. show that you have any kind of that DNA and you're in. Where's yeah. the ones for the white people? We couldn't have that because it's racist. But why shouldn't our kids be pushed to the front of the class? And if they were, the back imagine of the, the back kind of, of the bus. nation could see. <laughs> right? Exactly. In yeah. fact, most times they kick us out the bus and they make us walk. Right, exactly. We're, we're not diverse yeah. enough. And our taxes pay for the gas that runs the bus, right? Yeah. This is how Absolutely. crazy it is. Yeah, and yeah. pays the bus driver. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, so we see that the, the global Jewish community is trying to get away with suppressing our freedom of speech and of course, yep. all the politicians are on board because the ADL, SPLC, and all, all these other Jewish political groups fund both the Republicans and the Democrats. So we can't get a word Absolutely. in edgewise. We get, can't get a word in edgewise. The only way that uh, it seems that, you know, and it's pre- pretty much the left, getting a word in edgewise is when we complain about. The, how the Israelis treat the Palestinians, okay? Yeah. Right. Okay. Because we're allowed to stick up for a minority. We're not yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, well, the yeah. Palestinians are a minority there. So it, go, it shows you how the yep. Jews actually behave when they are the majority. And the, there's another group that's a minority, but mass media never complains about that. It only comes from activists in the streets. Okay, so I'm yep. looking. I'm looking at this article here, free speech and the anti-Semitism awareness act. Now, of course, you and I know that Jews aren't aren't even Semites, Shemites, so it's not uh, correct. It's not, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Not a deal. Try to okay. steal an identity. Yeah, and they've been trying to squash dissent on campuses. Uh, I forget what it's called, but the the the, the movement to the de- platform Israeli corporations. Uh, boycotting Israeli goods, 
Okay. And so the right. Jews are trying to pass laws to outlaw that as well. So, I mean, are you aware of any other groups that uh, are opposed to laws uh, criticizing that group? I mean, is there any other group that has any kind of power like that besides the Jews? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And two, take a look. And so um, if you re- go to the ADL website, they actually just printed out an article, too, uh, not long ago that breaks down. The reason they're going after these college campuses and stuff is because our out, uh, outreach has gone enormously hardcore in the last couple of years. Right. Doing yes. uh, Reaching out to the colleges, specifically getting them with literature and stuff like that. Um, also, too, in the streets with literature and stuff. The reason they're going after us so hard is that is the grassroots. And even though they're taking us literally offline, they, um, they, the D-Day thing, they actually publicly announced they were going to do it. They literally genocided out anything pro-white online except a handful of people. There's right. only a handful of accounts that still stayed up. In fact, mainstream news articles actually bragged about it and was like, hey, how is this even possible that you guys skip these guys? Mm-hmm. How did you miss them? They right. were pro-right. And there's only a few left. <laughs> you know, the fact that they're that blunt and we're still rising shows, we the people, right. we want change. We the people know the truth. And they don't want us to know it. They don't want us to rally. They don't want us to have demonstrations anymore. They, want us, they just want to pretend like we don't exist. That's really yeah, what they're, they're doing, and they're pushing it yeah. so hard, and yet here we still are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the white resistance, it. the white resistance will never end. Uh, the The only question exactly. is how violent will they get with us? Okay, because we're not exactly. doing any violent acts. It's always the left and the the yep. pro-Israeli crowd, the Jewish crowd, you know, under guises of, of uh, Antifa, ARA, and others. You know, those groups are financed by the ADL and the SPLC. Yep. And, and then uh, the but those George Soros yeah, and the rest right, of these right. Jews. Yep. The absolutely. SPLC does not categorize Antifa. Or Black Lives Matter as terror, as hate groups, even though yep. they they are guilty of all kinds of violent acts. Now, I tell you, brother, I've been you know I've been in the uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan for for a number of years, yep. and I've been involved in right wing politics virtually all my life. I have never committed a violent act, and I don't know anybody else who right. has. Okay, right. Y- yet all we hear from the mass media is oh. These these neo-Nazis are violent. No, we're not. That's a lie. Yeah. It's an absolute lie, and exactly. people believe it. You know, So somehow or other, we yep. have to get through to the people that these are lies, and they shouldn't believe mass media. So uh, how about your community? I mean, your, your friends and neighbors, are they, are they hip to the fact that the mass media is just lying to us constantly? Oh, yeah. In fact, everybody pretty much is on that. Okay. Everybody knows. That's why we go to social media and stuff like that to get our news. Nobody watches the TV anymore. Yeah, and the okay. reason for that is we all know those these regular companies, they lie. Even with uh, Donald Trump, even he put it out there, right. fake news. Now we see this is all fake news. We, the people, know that's all fake news. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, too. When you hear that we're white supremacists or whatever other terms they use, because those are all terms they made up for us. All we are are American patriots. That's it. 
And so that's what I tell people, man. We're American patriots, no different than Paul Revere, Andrew Jackson, George Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this is what this nation was founded on, and we're just trying to preserve that. There's nothing wrong with the color of our skin. There's nothing wrong with the way that we were born. We were just born white. And so we have the greatest honor in being born this way. And now we need to preserve that and pass it on to future generations. In my community here, we have one minority. Um, he, of course, he's a half-breed. His mom is white. His dad is non-existent. I don't know where he is. We never see him in town. <laughs> you know, like you can't make it up. It's the perfect stereotype. But that's really what we see. And everybody in this community knows we live white power. Whether we say it or we don't say it, right. this is white power. Small-town America is white power. It is white people in power. There is no crime. (laughs) There is literally everything is good. We take care of our own. The neighbors watch each other's property and stuff like that. That's what it used to be to be an American. Nowadays, they try to also make us so that we're not Americans. And they try to make it like, oh, no, you guys are Nazis. No, I don't have an ounce of German blood in me. And that's not anything against the Germans. I just don't have German blood. You could have fooled me. You know, I'm a Norwegian for my dad's side. Okay, all right. My mom's side, she was English. So, Uh all right. I mean, maybe that's a fault on my part, but (laughs) I'm just, we're not Nazis. We're not. We're American patriots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the, there's no brown shirts. And, uh, in fact, I had asked a couple of people who were at Charlottesville, w- were there any right. any uh, brown-shirted neo-Nazis, uh, neo-Nazi flag or Nazi flag-carrying people at that rally? And the answer was maybe one or two, and uh, I think they, right. they kind of uh, latched on to uh, because I watched the march. The the, the uh, you know, they did like a torchlight parade the, the night before oh yeah 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 the yeah. TV torch. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and i did not see anything yep. like that anything okay right but the next day a yep. couple of uh people who i guess who invited themselves in you know had some nazi paraphernalia i i i, I tend right. to doubt that they were even well even part- with that yeah too, go ahead though, yeah the government is the ones that pushed all of the white people into the crowd of the Marxist. That's right. Literally just to see the fight. That's another big, big issue. Like they literally in that situation, the government forced the fight. They wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And then they use that against us now so that we can't even have any more protests publicly. We can't right. have demonstrations. Everybody's like, Oh yeah. no, you can't do that. If you do that, oh no, there's gonna be riots and all this chaos. No, you guys created that. That's right. You literally Fake took the whole crowd and then pushed them into where there was on the left and on the right, there was literally nothing but the antis, and you just pushed the whole crowd into that. I mean, what did you think the antis were going to do? The antis had been literally foaming at the mouth full of hate. That's, That's right. They, they only came mm-hmm. there to fight. They had masks yeah. on and weapons. Why did they have weapons? Why did they come to the event with weapons? So they could attack white people. Why did the government not stop that? Because they wanted them to attack the white people. That's right. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they have these crisis actors. Uh, it's, I believe it's the Greenberg family in Kansas. And uh, I'm sure they have Hollywood connections yeah. as well, who hire all of yeah. these actors, pay them. And in fact, they put ads out uh, for crisis yeah. actors before they're getting ready to have a major false flag. 
So people need to yep. uh, monitor the the ads, the local ads, uh, and of course George Soros is yep. a big part of that. Where all of these Huge leftists, part. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Soros does not appear, apparently uh, operate much in Chicago, but uh, very much on the East Coast and the left coast <laughs> right and so yes yeah yeah and, and uh, but his organization's open society he's a jewish billionaire nobody questions yeah. why a jewish billionaire would be funding communist style activity the mass media never yep. questions this at all and right. too they pretend like these protesters actually believe what they're protesting mm -hmm. and we've seen numerous times black lives matters and antifa have protested george soros because george didn't pay them uh, right and that's the thing <laughs> these guys are working a job it's a nine to five it's not the nine to five you and i would work right but it is what they signed up for and so they go to these protests and yeah. they yell at us and they scream at us not because they actually hate us not even because they believe the crap yeah. they're saying they but they do need it dope money. That's the job they get paid to do. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? The and Jews George have this. Soros pays them. Right. They have this all worked out. They have them uh, go on welfare. You know, make a government loan to go to college. Yeah. To, to get an education which does not provide them with a job. Right. So they graduate and right. have no work. So the the Jews know they need money. So here we got a job for you. How about crisis acting? We'll pay yep. you ten bucks an hour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. I mean, this whole thing yep. is orchestrated. Totally orchestrated, and yep. the Jews know exactly what they're doing. And the average citizen can't figure this out, that this is a monstrous con game designed to exploit. Now, the, the Antifa and a lot of these are white liberals. Some of them believe this stuff, but uh, most of them actually get turned off by the violence that they see around them, and they, they see their so-called left-wing buddies committing. And so the the movement now is actually it's collapsing because you can't yep. you can't convince all white liberals to become violent you just can't right yeah you know, so there's a lot of loonies and well, crazies and on top of it yeah go ahead a lot of us we want to we fall in love we want white babies we want babies that look like us mm -hmm. we want babies that are going to carry on our name this stuff is this is literally instinctive for instance too do we need open borders no absolutely not. Do we have open doors in our houses? No. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because we're protecting the ones we love inside. How about you know? Rosie O'Donnell? Everybody Does she have that. open borders yeah. on her property? <laughs> right. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> All these people that are anti-gun. Are guns really bad? No. Does anybody believe that? No. No, the nobody reason we believes know that. Is even yeah. the guys that are anti-gun... They still hire people with right, guns. That's right. Why? If you're anti-gun, why? Make them carry a stick. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's right. Guns are good. Right. Guns can be used for good or for evil. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the the hypocrisy in the media is quite amazing, and uh, you know these. The, well, the, the the protocols of the elders in Zion said we will uh, unleash the nihilists, unleash the nihilists. So what they're doing, and oh, by the way, there was an interesting statistic that I read that now the second leading cause of death 
among teenage girls is suicide. The second leading. Yeah. Now, why? Why would you know? And you, you know, it's primarily white girls. Okay, but why is oh, it in, in this in this uh, loving multicultural society that uh, suicide rates would be, be so high? I mean, wh- wh- where are the values? Is it, is maybe the va- value system they're being taught the, the problem? Could that be it? Right. Exactly. The, the materialism, etc. The stuff et that we're pushing on them is so unnatural that the mind can't even deal with it, so mm-hmm. it self-destructs. Hmm, right. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's something. Same yeah. thing with uh, a lot of people nowadays. We go through a midlife crisis because what we're trying to do is push all this weird stuff on us, and we do a really good job. A lot of Americans, man, they'll just they'll tough it up, you know, and they'll go through it and be like, man, I believe in this diversity. I believe in this diversity. Even though they see it just ruin their entire life. Did you say v- that's what Fabergé? And then eventually <laughs> we get to the point where we can't take it. We yeah. just can't take it anymore. Yeah, you know, we and we go through a midlife crisis. We go through yeah. suicide. We go through a lot of stuff now. Depression. Yeah. Depression's at an all-time high. How is that possible? Su- a suicide of teenagers. You have literally everything at yeah. your fingertips. Suicide of teenagers when I grew up was unheard of. Unheard of. Right. Never happened. And that was, but that was yeah. a segregated society. Here, uh, this is from www.prb.org. Suicide replaces homicide, second leading cause of death among U.S. teens. Suicides have become the second leading cause of death among teenagers in the United States, surpassing homicide deaths, which dropped to third. I mean, well, well if, what's the first? Uh, yeah, no that, doubt. I'm curious what the first well, is dude, now. Take <laughs> what a kid has to go through. Oh, yeah. When we, when we say, especially because a lot of our kids, we get sent to uh, public schools. And when you get there, the teachers and everybody in these communist reprogramming centers are teaching you that you're to blame. Your ancestors caused all of this stuff. Everything wrong in the world today, even made up stuff like right. global warming. We're to blame for all of that. Slavery, everything. Somehow we're to blame for every atrocity that has ever happened. So we yeah. see these white people I and mean, these kids, they go through a lot. And then, too, they get beat up just for being white. They get yeah. pushed around just for being white. The black kid, everybody automatically just puts him as the toughest, even right. if he's sissy. Doesn't matter. Like, we live in such an unnatural state. It's hard for kids' minds to right. accept these lies. Yeah, yeah. And then if they do start realizing what's happening, then they become us, and then, boom, they're like, oh, he's a Nazi. Yeah. You know, that really freaks a parent out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, obviously this is a liberal website, Health and Nutrition, and uh, they say higher suicide rates are driven in part by changes in the method of suicide. Okay, so it's easier to commit suicide, so there's more suicide. Suffocation, which... In- if you really wanted to die, though, you'd die. Yeah, right. And you know right. what I mean? If you're really actually yeah. suicidal, that means you really yeah. want to kill yourself. If you're actually suicidal... Yeah. But they're not going to. They're not going to blame it on liberalism, which is the real cause. Right. Okay. But here, I I looked at the chart. The the number one cause of death among teenagers is traffic accidents. Okay. I suppose I could have guessed that if I thought about it. Okay. So this is incredible. That uh, yeah. What what does it matter? What the what the mechanism is? They're suffering inside. They're, they're lonely. They're miserable. Exactly. They go they go to school. And well, uh, we, Pastor Steve and I did a show about uh, 
this uh, girl in Denmark, I believe it was, who was raped on several occasions. And the government agencies tried to give her counseling, but never did anything about the perpetrators of the rapes. They, they were set free. Exactly. And then she was raped again. And then they were set free yeah. again. And so she felt what? Uh, can a, a teenage girl who is raped and the government doesn't Complete trust? betrayal. Uh, total betrayal. I can, she finally yep. uh, died of uh, you know anorexia. See, people talk really bad about back in the days where we did public executions, even the ones such as burning at the stake. Mm -hmm. What we were really showing the American people was we get everybody in the community around gathered together as one. We, the people, decided this guy is guilty. And when we put them on the stake, even if we were burning them, we would literally sit there and we'd have the boys hanging out, barbecuing. We'd have the girls hanging out, talking shop or whatever girls do. You'd have the kids all playing and roasting marshmallows. It was yeah. a family-centered community. They weren't being and molested we, we by their uh, Boy Scout people. leaders, right? Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Uh -huh. And when we publicly executed people, we were showing to the innocent, we will go to all these lengths to protect you. That's right. Compared to what we see today, where they say, well, technically, even if he did molest you, or if there's something bad did happen to you and you're the victim, technically the criminal has rights. Yeah. And those rights supersede your right to see him in trouble. Well, then you think you about see, the that's Catholic the difference Church. between society back then and now. We yeah. stood up for the people. We that's stood right. up for innocents. For the victims. <clears throat> you know, yeah, the, the victims. Exactly. Uh, e even though the American <clears throat> so-called justice system does not compensate victims in any way, shape, or form. At least they could see right. the criminal go to jail. <laughs> right? Correct. Right. 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 Exactly. But now they exactly. don't even go to jail. Es especially if the perpetrator is non-white. Sex and cases. Oh, exactly. In the sex cases, <laughs> there are literally rapists out there that rape people, and they're like, well, they were white, so they deserved it. Yeah. The fact that they're justifying it and then lawyers back them up, it makes the victim feel like maybe, just maybe, they were in the wrong. And they weren't in the wrong. And yeah. that's a big thing that a lot of people need to understand. There's no reason. I don't care if black people say that it's okay to rape white people. It is not okay. We don't have to conform mm -hmm. to these thinking. We can literally stand up on our own standards yeah. and be like, you know what? Our culture has always taught yeah. us rape is wrong and rape is wrong. If, right. it, if yeah, that means yeah. we're racist, that's fine. Right? Be racist. Yeah. Guys. Well, it's humiliating enough to but be raped. But we don't have to conform. Yeah. It's humiliating enough to be raped. But then when the, the criminal, uh, I don't even want to call it the justice, the, the criminal prosecution system doesn't yeah. give that, give that you know, it makes, the, the, makes the victim feel even worse by not prosecuting the perpetrator. I just, I, I just can't yeah. imagine. How awful that would make you! Know, like yeah. you said, it makes uh, it makes her feel like dirt. That nobody cares about her. Nobody. The government, the churches don't and the worst care part about too her. Is the dad knows what the dad's supposed to do. The dad's right. supposed to handle that situation if the government doesn't. And that's the other thing too. We, the American people, have to stand up when the government fails to protect us. Right. We have to protect ourselves. That's a yeah. God-given right, which supersedes the Constitution. Right. Well, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, the American Revolution began with vigilante justice. All right. That's yes. how our American Revolution yep. began. 
And uh, we're going to have to return to that because our system is now so corrupt that uh, no white person can get justice anymore. And uh, to That's victimize... The sad part. And I hope it doesn't have to come to the arms and barren arms, but yeah, yeah, I'm afraid, I mean, we have no I'm other af- choices. Yeah, I'm afraid it's going to come to that because the, the, the churches are so wimpish, so cucked. Yep. Politicians are so cucked. And the church used to be the pillar of the community. It used to be. Yeah, when they've taught morality, now they teach that we're all saved and we don't have to worry about morality because now they we teach were... every ideology, every single ideology is somewhere except, endorsed by some except por- Christianity. Some Christianity now. Right, they, everything but Christianity is what they teach now. Okay, the the best thing, the best way of putting it, I ever heard at a, a Christian identity church in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The 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 okay. pastor the pastor put it this way. When Christianity starts, uh, you know, allowing other faiths to be taught from the pulpit, it's the Christians who convert to that faith, not vice versa. Okay, absolutely. So they're literally 100%. just de- literally destroying Christianity when they invite all these other, you know, mim- imams, voodoo, uh, what do you call it, uh, pagan goddesses. They-, they allow everything now in the churches. And uh, that's why, and, then, and the, the the congregation converts to that. Why? Well, because it's exciting, it's fun, you know. Yeah, have, let's have a little well, uh, orgy too, in the groves. We, the the pastor is the head. Everybody listens to the pastor. When the pastor speaks blasphemy and the people don't do anything about it, mm-hmm. people start to accept the blasphemy. Right, or they leave. And that's literally what we've seen. Yeah. Even like with this equality nonsense and diversity nonsense that is being pushed down our throats. If it was natural, these people would already be doing it. What we've seen, even like, for instance, today, going back to this, this protest that was against us. Today, yes, they brought thousands together for this parade against us. Absolutely. Every different race, every different gender, every different everything you can possibly think of. And I mean, all the degenerates showed up. The mm-hmm. misfits, too. But yeah. here's the thing. Today, they pretended like they had diversity. But when they left an hour later, they went right back to putting on their regular clothes. They took. That's why they had to wear those shirts to represent. This is what we look like when we're here. Other than that, one side wears blue, one side wears red. They can't stand each other because they would live in different neighborhoods, so they kill each other. Right. The south side of Chicago has shootings all week long. I don't give a damn if you tell me you're diverse on the weekend for an hour. (laughs) Right. That's not real. The Jews, they hate the Muslims. The Muslims hate the Jews. The Christians and the atheists are never going to get along. They can pretend for an hour, but at the end of the day, we all want segregation. We all want it, Mm -hmm. them included. Right. Well, why don't these rich white people live in the ghetto? Yeah. Why don't these rich Jews move to the ghetto? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it's full of trash that will rob you (laughs) and rape your daughter. Yeah. We all know it. Why did we build prisons? Oh, that's right. To house them. Yeah, and why do they hire Absolutely. white guys to work on their houses? Because the white guys oh, actually work, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> we show up, and some of us even go to the extreme old measures where you're known by the quality of your work. And so you push it to the extra mile just to give them the extra good job because you take pride in your work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck finding that in some other race. Right. But you keep you keep pretending once a year that you guys are diverse, and every time we have these big things with these flyer drops, because numerous organizations have done it too. I've started seeing Indiana's actually got a large amount of good, solid activists out there and good groups doing good work, mm-hmm. yeah. and they have been driving the the locals nuts for years. This no hate in our state. They've been doing this for five years, and they right. still can't get it. Yeah, why is there still hate in your state, guys? Oh, well, that's right, because we're growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Even the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center says that our numbers everywhere in all these different states are growing. And keep keep in mind, too, they said that Donald Trump got in office because of white supremacists pushing him into office. They said skinheads and neo-Nazis and Klansmen were the ones putting him in office, donating money to him and everything else. That was a huge conspiracy when he first got in office. And now they're trying to pretend like, oh, yeah. We don't have a voting say in this public, or we're just small, insignificant numbers. Yeah. 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 They drive us to suicide. They drive us to all this other stuff. Absolutely, because it's completely unnatural. It's a lie, and we shouldn't believe it. Right. Here's another one. Uh, BBC News. U.S. suicide rate surges, particularly among white people. The suicide rate in the U.S. has surged to its highest level in almost three decades, and it's a, a, another article from 2014, so I'm sure it's even worse now. According to a new report, we're talking five years later, folks, the increase is particularly pronounced among middle-aged white people who now account for a third of all U.S. suicides. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report did not offer an explanation for the steep rise. How about the fact that everywhere they go, young white men are hated especially in colleges and universities and even now oh, in yeah. grade school and high school. Yep. Even take a look, like the Gina Six case. So six black people, literally for no reason, by the way, that was blasphemy, we even say people. Mm-hmm. Six beasts of the field literally just beat up a white guy for no reason. Mm-hmm. Put him in yeah. the hospital. And then they went on BET and got awards for it. Yeah. That's yeah. what our white kids have to go through nowadays. That's they will right. literally, the, the, especially the jocks, they will go up to white girls in college and just explain to them, like, hey, you want to go out? They'll be like, nah, I'm cool on that, man. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, why, you're racist? You literally have to have sex with them to prove that you're not a racist. If right. you haven't had sex, if you haven't defiled yourself with a beast of the field, with a literal animal, mm-hmm. when until 1964 that all of a sudden the magic wand signed in Congress that they were equal with us mm-hmm. and they became people. You know, these beasts, right? they have to go through that nowadays. That's what our kids have to deal with. Right. Drugs, right. drugs are going through, going up through the roof, especially uh, the methamphetamine and especially the, um, the med- like normal medicine from doctors, pharmaceuticals. Right. All that stuff's getting bad now. Yeah. It's getting to the point kids don't like nature. They don't like this normal stuff. Right. Uh, because yeah. Yeah, because normal is abnormal. Today's normal is totally abnormal. All right, so uh, the exactly. from 1999, the suicide rate among young males was 17.8, and it and went up to 20.7 uh, per 100,000. I think this is yeah per 100,000. For females, it was four, and it went up to 5.8. So for females, it went up uh, uh, quite a bit, you know, percentage wise. Okay, four to six, that's 20, uh, 33%. 
it went up 33%. And uh, but the numbers of uh, men committing young men committing suicide increased by a, a number of four since that time. So, uh, if society is so great, if liberalism is so great. Why are the suicide rates going up? You know, uh, all these psychologists have no answer. They don't want to look at the facts. That it's, it's exactly. multiculturalism that's driving the and suicide too, rate. And two, if they don't like the facts, they just make them up. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. the other big thing. Like, literally, you'd be like, man, I'm calling bullshit on that. Where did you get that fact from? And then they can't show it. And they're yeah. like, you know, you just made it up. You literally just made it up so you could try to win the argument. That's all that was. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Well, I hate to do it, but I got to jump off here. Um, okay. Thank you so much for the interview, though. Yes. And for all the listeners out there, guys, we can win. We can make big yeah. differences. Right. We showed these guys up on two events. They looked like the insignificant mass that they are. They really yeah. did. Yeah. They were degenerates yeah. and misfits on them court steps that were protesting us. Right. And they had about 20. That's mm-hmm. it. Out of hundreds and hundreds of flyers that we passed out, they could find 20 rejects. Right. Just and people that we don't even want in society. They found 20 to protest us. Then they had to use the fifth annual. And keep in mind, they gave up. They didn't even want to go to the second one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Rained it was out. Raining out, guys. <laughs> they refused to show up and get wet. That's how, much, that's how loyal they are to their cause. Meanwhile, oh, by the way, that weekend we brought together six different states. Okay. While they could get one state to get active, right. we literally had six states that went out. We all flyer dropped together. Big shout out to New York and Florida. You guys were awesome. Okay. And Indiana, you guys were you were awesome. Up and down Indiana yeah, that weekend. Very good. Everybody else, we went out. We had fun. Exactly. But they couldn't get wet. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we will win. Yes. We will win. No, no, no. God bless uh, you all. Yeah, thank okay. you so much, Eli. All right, thank Travis. You. Thank you. Yahweh bless. All right, folks. That was Travis Absolutely. Goley. God bless you guys, right, too. Here, take care. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That was Travis Goley of White Lives Matter. And uh, also, uh, no white guilt. Uh, these memes are important because uh, guilt, we, we have been saddled with a guilt trip by the perfidious Jew Blamed for all things wrong with the world when we know, especially those of us in Christian identity, that it's the perfidious Jew that has started this guilt tripping of our race. And we are the most innocent. In fact, white people are the least racist on the face of the earth. Okay? All of these uh, statements by mass media are totally fictitious. And even the, the term white privilege was invented by a white liberal feminist, okay? So it's our privilege that our children are committing suicide because they live in a world where there's no future for them. No future. All right, it's created by Jews. White guilt is created by Jews, and nobody in mass media is willing to say it because... Mass media is owned by Jews, folks. Uh, in fact, here, let me, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, well, this is Kevin McDonald, but his real Jew news by, uh, uh, what's his name now? Uh, uh, Brother Nathaniel. Brother Nathaniel. And he, and he puts out a lot of good stuff. And uh, he may be for real, he may not, but he puts out a lot of good stuff. Okay. 
So uh, Dr. Kevin McDonald, author, psychologist, and historian, is a professor of psychology at the California State University in Long Beach, California, and is a co-founder of the Occidental Observer and the Occidental Quarterly, etc. Kevin McDonald is also a publisher of two of his own websites, Kevin McDonald Archives and Kevin McDonald Blog. In fact, uh, I'll, I'll be meeting him at the National Solutions Conference uh, this next weekend. And we will have a booth at that conference, and we've got a great banner for Eurofolk Radio. It's a it's a work of art. Uh, we'll be we'll be displaying it par, uh, proudly, the EFR banner, and our slogans: uh, "All the news the Jews refuse." <laughs> okay, okay. Brother Nathaniel Kapner is interviewing Mr. McDonald. The anti-def and this is uh, Kapner. The Anti-Defamation League recently attacked you as an anti-Semitic professor who couches his views as legitimate intellectual inquiry. They say that you argue that Jews are a hostile elite in American society who undermine the country's European heritage and traditions in an effort to destroy Europeans. How do you dest- uh, respond to this? Kevin McDonald. My load is as follows, L-O-D-E. I see conflicts of interest between ethnic groups as part of the natural world. The only difference between conflicts between Jews and non-Jews compared to garden variety ethnic conflicts stems from the fact that for over a century, Jews have formed an elite in various European and European-derived societies with a particular or peculiar profile, deeply ethnocentric, and the Jews of course, are very much ethnocentric and xenophobic at the same time. Anybody who studies Jewish culture knows this, and the Jews even admit it. You know, the the Jewish state was created to protect Jews, so-called, okay? And uh, they don't make any uh, uh, bones about it. But here in America, the same Jews who invite Mexicans into America will very vocally defend the right of Jews in Kyrgyzstan to remain a Jewish-led, Jewish-dominated country. So the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy is palpable, folks. Absolutely palpable. He continues, uh, deeply ethnocentric, adept at ethnic networking, wealthy and intelligent, aggressive, and I, I actually dispute intelligent because surveys have been done of Israelis, and their IQ, when you count the poorer population, is actually lower than the white race. So there, I think uh, Kevin McDonald and other people who, who assert, and of course the Jews assert that they're more intelligent than us, you're only talking about the fact that Jews are well-educated and have the money to send their children to college where our people don't. And for, in fact, white people, especially white males, are not welcome even in college. So how are they going to get an education? So this word, this is a, an extremely loaded term, intelligent. No, they're more cunning. Aggressive in pursuit of their interests, prone to media ownership and the production of culture, and hostile to the traditional peoples and cultures of these societies in which they form an elite. Brother Nathaniel, the ADL contends that your research provides intellectual legitimacy to anti-Semitism. What is your response? 
Kevin says, because Jews have wielded immense power as an elite that is vastly disproportionate to their numbers. Anti-Jewish attitudes and behavior are to be expected when Jewish power conflicts with the interests of others. In other words, anti-Semitism, so-called, is a natural response to Jewish corruption of the indigenous people. To be more specific, he says, the various themes of modern anti-Semitism all boil down to the Jewish role as a hostile elite. We, would, we use the term parasite. The Jews are parasites whose attitudes and behavior are both self-serving and detrimental to the interests of the indigenous peoples with whom they reside. This is evidenced by Jewry's economic domination in many parts of Europe prior to World War II, cultural subversion, and also prior to World War I. They economically dominated Germany prior to World War I, and then they, they advanced their economic control globally after World War One, with the League of Nations and the Versailles Treaty, where they basically carved up not just Europe, but the Middle East, Northern Africa, and uh, Central Europe into balkanized states, which they control, every single one of them. Okay? Jewish banksters, they ran the Versailles Treaty. This is evidenced by Jewry's economic domination of uh, parts of Europe prior to World War II, cultural subversion via the Jewish role in the media and intellectual life, for example, removing Christian symbols from public places, facilitating the displacement of native populations via mass immigration into the Western societies, but never into Kyrgyzstan. I added that. Dual loyalty because of Jewish sympathies with foreign Jews, especially Israel, since 1948, and the history of Jews as a hostile elite in the USSR during the period when it became the most murderous regime in European history. So Kevin MacDonald is laying it on the line, and Brother Nathaniel is allowing him to speak, which is more than you could say for the ADL and all of these Jews who run the media. Since I believe that these pro- propositions are intellectually defensible, and since the, the, pro- the propositions he is making, that is, and since these propositions, if believed by non-Jews, would cause them to attempt to lessen Jewish power and thereby further their own interests, it is indeed the case that my work could be said to provide intellectual legitimacy to anti-Jewish attitudes and behavior. Yeah, well, because they're criminals. <laughs> criminals don't like to be exposed. But this isn't really any different from claiming that Zionist theories provide intellectual legitimacy to the dispossession of the Palestinians, or that Freudian psychoanalysis provides intellectual legitimacy to anti-Western attitudes. At the end of the day, what counts is whether indeed my writings are intellectually defensible. Brother Nathaniel, the Jewish Front Group, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is heavily Jewish-funded, including funding from George Soros's Open Society, joined with the ADL in attacking you, calling you America's scariest academic. Did they not try to get you fired from California State University in the spring of 2008? Kevin McDonald. The SPLC did want me fired, but there was no way the university could do that because I have tenure. They just made my life miserable and rallied the other faculty against me through countless meetings and statements. 
the L.A. Jewish Journal jumped on the stir of the cover story, The Professor Anti-Semites Love, which highlighted the SBLC's accusation against me. It has calmed down a bit, though there are still some faculty members who do everything they can to make life unpleasant for me. Brother Nathaniel, it appears now, of course, uh, John Friend, who worked for the San Diego uh, City as a, as a manager in one of their departments, when a Jew found out that he ran a, a, an anti-Jewish website exposing Jewish crimes, that Jew got John Friend fired from his job. You see, so the Jews do wield immense power, and anybody that dares to challenge the Jews, the Jews will try to get you fired. And it goes without saying, if you work for a Jewish-owned company and they find out that you're a quote-unquote anti-Semite, they won't hesitate to fire you. Okay? So, I mean, the idea that the Jews have more power than any other ethnic group is 100% valid. It's 100% valid. But if you say that, you will get fired. Okay. Uh, It appears from your most recent writings, Brother Nathaniel asks, such as your essay exposing Jewry's activities against white Americans, the utter normality of ethno-nationalism except for whites, that you have moved from being a dispassionate observer to an overt critic of Jewish collective behavior. Why the change? Mr. McDonald, as I noted, Segments of the Jewish community have interests and behavior that conflict with my interests, of which I am active in promoting. For example, I firmly believe that Jewish neoconservatives, whose primary allegiance is to Kyrgyzstan, have have had a decisive influence on recent American foreign policy. Currently, even though Obama has pressed Israel to put a freeze on settlement expansion, The Jewish lobby has won out as agents for the Israeli government's expansion in the occupied areas. Thus, I am actively engaged in an attempt to alter the intellectual and political climate in this country so that these sorts of things do not continue. Being able to discuss the Jewish motivation as the main mover of our current foreign policy is, in my opinion, an important aspect of being able to change this policy to conform to what I think are in the interests of the great majority of Americans, including myself. So he's being very diplomatic. There's no doubt that Kevin McDonald is uh, responding in the most diplomatic way possible. What I am doing is no different from the legions of Jewish academics who, as an aspect of their professional and personal identity, have vigorously pursued their ethnic interests by writing for mainstream publications, by promoting Zionist causes, and by attempting to change the intellectual and political climate of the U.S. in a way that furthers their perceived ethnic interests. Yeah, so the Jews are allowed to perceive their interests promote their interests with impunity, no matter how many people die as a result, no matter how many victims there are in Palestine, no matter how many people die in wars that the Jews create, such as the attack on Libya, the attack on Iraq, and they're pushing for an attack on Iran, because the Jews cannot rest until they eliminate every possible 
opposing culture, every possible nation that does not have a Jew-run banking system in it, that's what their true aim is. Now, of course, any public figure who says that is, will never, any politician who says that will never get reelected. The Jews will use their money to put that person out of business. And, in fact, I'm encouraged by the fact that Art Jones got 300,000 votes in the last election running on a pro-white ticket. So that shows that at least one-third of the people in his district uh, agree with him. So it was very encouraging. In fact, the local papers, of course, all their local papers are Jew-owned, were wringing their hands in anguish. How could so many people vote for this Holocaust denier, right? So, and as Travis was saying earlier, you know, we are gaining strength more and more because white people have been victimized so much by the current Jew-controlled government that if they don't wake up, their friends and family members do, and they're starting to fight back. Now, it hasn't gotten to the point of vigilante justice just yet. But as I said to Travis during our interview, I don't see how this can be avoided because the Jews will never give up their stranglehold on the American economy, the American military, and the American political scene. They will, and not to mention Hollywood and education, etc., media, they will never give up their stranglehold on American politics. Never. And the Jews have a history of being expelled from one nation, Christian nation, after another. But since they control our military and our government, they can recruit the government against the people. So now they're in a more powerful position than ever, than ever in history, to crush any movement against them. And obviously, they have to censor us to prevent us from waking other white people up. They will never give up the power they have. We have to take it from them. That's just the fact. And to the extent that we can resist, we do. But the scriptures are very clear about the situation that this Edomite power, this Esau in the end times, having been prophesied to have dominion over Jacob in the end times, this has to play itself out. And they will not be dethroned until Yahshua Messiah comes with his army of messenger angels. And the message they will have is the the cutting edge of a sword is the message that they will be delivering. And if we cannot protect ourselves from this Bolshevik state of America, which the Jews have created, And if we are unable to fight back, when push comes to shove, we have to wait for Yahshua Messiah to return with the cavalry, so to speak, 
and rescue us. The fact is there's still not enough white people who are both politically and racially aware. The Judeo-Christian churches have dumbed the Christians down. The schools dumb other white children down, bringing us down to the level of the other races so that we can't think. And they're feeding us with drugs so that our children can't think because they're drugged up. And this goes for both legal and illegal drugs. They're giving white school children all of these sedatives so they don't act like children. You know, and then as we talked, the the suicide rate among white people, white, white children is increasing because they have no future. There's no one here to defend them, to speak up for them. And this is all going to get worse as the Jews continue to accrue power and increase their stranglehold on white America. So, the only choice we have is to resist and make it as difficult as possible for the Jews to consolidate their power. But, you know, they don't want to create martyrs either, You know, so uh, as long as they control the media and the military and the politics, they exploit popular dissent against Judaism and call it radical. And they use this to inflame the lesser brethren and say, see, here's another neo-Nazi. And there's going to be another Holocaust if we don't suppress freedom of speech. Right? However, this is going to backfire on them. It's going to backfire. In fact, the the Jews in Israel are actually leaving because it's a crummy place to live. (laughs) It's a really crummy place to live. Despite all the money they have from international handouts, from America, from Britain, from France and Germany, they get millions and billions of dollars a year and they, they can't even have an orderly society. Because why? Because they're a parasitic culture, and parasites cannot parasitize off one another. They have to have a host nation and be parasites there. I think uh, Kevin McDonald's rhetoric is correct, but our rhetoric is more accurate because we understand that the Jew is a parasite. And they have been parasitic ever since Cain killed Abel. So, in one of your uh, essays from your book, Cultural Insurrections, Psychology and White Ethnocentrism, okay, I see we have a a caller, or trying to get in anyway, uh, made an attempt but uh, hasn't connected yet. So, uh, I'll, I'll keep reading here. uh, You alternate between the phrases implicit whiteness and white guilt. Is there a connection between the two? Mr. McDonald answers, We must go back to what I mentioned earlier of how Jews in academia and in the media are prone to construction of culture. Actually, deconstruction of culture, because they never produce any culture. Herein lies the fundamental issues surrounding white ethnocentrism and specifically implicit whiteness and white guilt. In a broader context, it has been the Jewish intellectual movements of the 20th century that have affected 
a significant decline in the cultural influence of white Americans. And that is correct. And it's certainly by design. Okay. All right. Uh, Daryl. Okay. You there? Good evening. I'm sorry. I'm having problems with the, we're having some stormy weather here. And the oh, I see. Is, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, the interview with Travis Goley went really well. And uh, so how are you doing tonight? Good. Yeah. Uh, Travis Goley, uh, White Lives Matter. That's correct. That's correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's been under attack in his community because of leafleting. And uh, the, the number one website on his leaflets is eurofolkradio.com. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to have to go down there and straighten those people out. You know, all of these anti-whites, you know, uh, tell them what's, what this life is really about and who their slave masters are. Right. And this is, uh, man, if it weren't for the fact that the Judeo-Christian churches are preaching the same garbage that the Jews and the liberals are preaching, there, you know, there would, might be some hope. But Christianity has fallen victim to the same ideology that both the communists and the liberals are, you know, multiculturalism. Blaming Whitey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I hope you're not offended of, of by uh, saying other websites to check out, but no, uh, not at all. True news, uh, true true oh, yeah. news. Uh, Pastor Rick Wiles, he 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 is calling out the Zionists all the time, and I mean, you want to listen to some news that is on the heartbeat of uh, what's going on with uh, this president, uh, try the, all the war hawks around him trying to lead us into a war with Iran. And uh, I mean, I'm certainly not, not for for Muslims, and, but uh, I'm certainly not for them uh, bringing yeah. Russia into a world war. And uh, right, An unnecessary, you know, another uh, unnecessary uh, war. They, they had yeah. a real interesting. They had a real interesting fact on there that that these missiles that the Israel is crying that could come from Iran and carry a nuclear missile back in uh, the 80s. I think 86. They said the year I got out of high school, uh, that Israel sold via Switzerland, these missiles to Iran. Okay. And, <laughs> right. And, uh, look it up. There's folks. always Check a buck. News. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They do news. Every, they do news every afternoon at like three thirty, four o'clock, and it has a Christian perspective, and they're constantly calling out the Zionists, and right. they're uh, you know they're 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 for not vaccinating the children. They're they're you know. Uh, Many people would say anti-government. We're not anti-government. We want to hold uh, government yeah, accountable. accountable. Yeah. We we have we had our uh, Gideon's Army call today. We have every Saturday uh, at Lone Star seventeen seventy six. If you're a Christian person, uh, you're you're welcome. It's a public call. You can remain private and uh, you know uh, write one of these letters, uh, prisoners a letter. And uh, or if you're in contact with a, uh, a prisoner, uh, let us know about him and, and what you think about the case. And and uh, R- R- Russell Dean Landers, last Montana Freeman, uh, the uh, letter came through the, the grapevine to Rudy and he read it from Gary Johnson, who is in the CMU with Schaefer Cox. There's a recent picture of Schaefer Cox up there, but he mentioned that Rex had been moved. And we all know Russell Dean Landers. Uh, one of the last Montana Freeman uh, mm-hmm. signed his letters, Rex, and okay. uh, it said that Rex had been moved. So uh, he 
uh, there's no victim in his crime except uh, wanting to start their own money system and uh, be separatist and and be left alone. And uh, there are many, you know, Missouri here, uh, the health department refused to renew the uh, last abortion clinic's uh, license. So there's no abortion in Missouri. Fantastic. Now, that, that is fantastic, and, and I think we really have to look at states' rights, that we have our state governments that we could take over. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of people that talk mm-hmm. about balkanization of, of uh, certain areas, but I think, you know, we need to do our states' rights, and all you homos go out to California or New York, and if yeah. you want to kill your babies, uh, go to one of these states that allow it. And the real Christians in these states, like Alabama, Georgia, the southern states, and I, I think there are another – uh, you, you know, these people that are stuck in the lefty areas like you, uh, Chicago, right. uh, I mean, you're, we're St. just Louis. going to, uh, yeah. Rudy read a scripture. I said, people needed to move out of there. Rudy reminded me of a scripture of, uh, people are protected in those areas. You strong Christian people are certainly protected. You have a hedge of God's protection against this, but, uh, evil is, uh, really, uh, running rampant in our world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, of course, it's being promoted by the globalists uh, and and the communists. And so few people realize that the globalists are Jewish banksters and uh, the communist international is uh, the left wing of the, you know, bankster movement. And, uh, you know, this is not taught. uh, In fact, uh, all of my education, grade school, high school, college level, there, in no history book was there ever a word about big corporations and or banks making money off of wars. Not a word in any of those history books about that. Okay. That is just truly incredible. In fact, uh, a friend of mine who is a, actually a school teacher in the Chicago area, uh, he told me that when he was uh, going to school in the 1950s, he uh, they had a textbook which had a paragraph that stated that the Rockefellers made uh, part of the way they made their fortune was by blowing up the gas stations of competitors. Okay. And all of a sudden in the middle of the uh, semester, that, that textbook was removed. A whole new set of books was uh, replaced them. And that paragraph about the Rockefellers was not in the new edition. I, I think there's a famous case where the standard, uh, some standard oil trains, even back before the gas station, some of the trains were derailed right. and blew up. Some of the mm-hmm. uh, the competition to the oil to the, uh, yeah. you know, I, I got a quote here. I, I don't know if it really fits, but I uh, wanted to tell them this morning and I couldn't find it. And it's that we never, uh, never forget the men, the white men that founded this country were marijuana growing, whiskey drinking, <laughs> tax evading rebels right. who left their beds at night to shoot the tyrants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I thought that was pretty yeah, good. That, yeah. Well, uh, and that's not anti-government, folks. That's the no. uh, Betsy Ross flag and uh, right. the, the yeah. American patriots that founded this country were the first rebels. Yeah. Not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so yeah, so we're experiencing the same type of tyranny. Actually, it's it's worse. It's far worse than it was in the days of the founding fathers because they were w- with just guns, with rifles, 
and to some extent cannon. They they were pretty much on an equal footing with the British Army. Okay. Today, the real patriots, you know, we have our guns, we have our rifles, but the Jews control our military. They've got the jets, they've got the bombers, they've got the helicopters. So it's much more difficult a, a problem today than it was then. It's the same type of problem. It's basically Jews controlling uh, our government by issuing the currency. Okay, depriving us of our wealth and our ability to fight back. So uh, I don't see any way of us fighting back on an equal level. But uh, it's quite possible that Yahweh will intervene and uh, cut down their uh, their electronics. And, you know, and, and if the economy collapses, which more and more people are predicting now, then they won't be able to pay for all this stuff, right, that they've been using to control us with. So it's getting very interesting. And all of this uh, rigged. There, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That, well, I sent you the Amazing Polly. Uh, the, check out right. the Amazing Polly on YouTube, folks. Uh, right. She is awesome. She just put one up about, well, I can't remember the title. It, it's one. It's her latest video, Amazing Polly. She's out of Canada, but uh, – uh, talking about the smartphones, and uh, China is already a cashless society, and people even prepay for their meals. And then also there's some young tech guys she talked about that are over there, and they use facial rec- recognition. Mm-hmm. One of them jaywalked, and they just took the jay- jaywalking ticket right off of his account. <laughs> and uh, wow. And you have a citizen score. And this guy's citizen score that she talks about, it's only a 30-minute video, lots of real important info about uh, she wants you to get rid of your cell phone and talks about it being a tool and and all these things. We could debate all that stuff, but certainly they have this uh, citizen score, and this guy could not fly on the plane, so he's encouraged to go down and give money to an imaginary charity. It's probably just going back to the Chinese government. Give your money to the government. You have to volunteer and it even gets down to the point of, did you loan your neighbor a tool? Right. Uh, and he was giving blood oh, to get a higher score. And, uh, yeah, it's actually pretty terrifying if you listen to it. And she just talks about how these phones are tracking us. We take them everywhere. They can read all of our information. Right. And, uh, and the radiation and, and is dangerous. Prisoner, yeah, the radiation. Yeah, check out amazing party. Okay. Uh, the the prison. The prisoners, they're, they're refusing to, uh, they, uh, uh, Ed Brown of Ed and Elaine Brown, uh, the tax protesters, Rudy was sending them a, a, okay. a, a copy of a book and it's been refused and sent back uh, information that, the, you know, they keep them yeah. from it because it was sent back because the letter was brown. It wasn't white. They want only white <laughs> right. letters. Yeah, right. Envelope. And, uh, yeah. So... And but brown letters Daniel are okay Gordon. for blacks in prison, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, now, are they? Uh, so, Daniel, Ed, yeah, are they still in prison? Go ahead. Ed, Ed, Ed Lane? Lane Brown, yes. Yeah, they're still in prison. Okay. Only uh, Ed, a miracle, I think, could get them out. Yeah. They've refused to allow Rudy and his wife to uh, visit Elaine. She's an elderly mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. and uh, they've refused to let them visit. And they are both. Uh, ordained chaplains by the Baptist, uh, yeah. by the Baptist 
you know, they're ordained ministers and they've been, they don't want to let them visit Elaine. And then also uh, a gentleman, uh, Bernie, uh, he's Lonnie Vernon, Lonnie Vernon. Uh, he was caught up in the Schaefer Cox thing. We discussed that today. And he was nearly beaten to death by a prisoner in his cell. He's an elderly mm. gentleman. Mm. They were uh, look into their story, uh, use your own discernment. And uh, they're both elderly people that were going to help Schaefer get out of Alaska yeah. when they were trying to frame him. And they got caught up in trying to help him uh, right. escape. And I and uh, it's, it's just really outrageous that these people get thrown under our prisons today by a conspiracy charge. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is always Daniel Borden and Jacob Goodwin. They both part of their charge was conspiracy. I don't think they were found guilty of that, but they tried to say that even though one was from Arkansas and one was from Ohio, that they acted in concert with oh. the judge tried to say within minutes of what was going on, they conspired. Boy. I believe they conspired to defend the uh, innocent guy. And I got a story here that came out March 4th, uh, Washington Post, the Charlotte's, Charlottesville mystery. Who are the last two attackers of a black man in the parking garage? I think those two guys, if you're out there listening, should research the case and try to uh, I'm sure you're going to try to protect yourselves, but you certainly should come up with the uh, evidence of the gentleman that was hit in the head in that fight. And they said he's never been the same. And that's who they mm. were coming to the defense from. And I certainly hope that anyone out there that's protecting them or helping them, such yeah. as an attorney or some, should, could help the one guy's got sunglasses on, the other one has a beard, they have pictures posted of them. Uh, and uh, they uh, a felony is good for seven years if you're uh, not charged. The, the uh, statute of limitations it may be longer in Virginia. I haven't looked up, but I certainly don't think that. Uh, I think they probably didn't have much involvement, but they're just looking to keep it in the media and uh, make out that our side is the bad side mm -hmm. when we know all of those people came there with intent for violence against people that wanted to protect their heritage, the Robert E. Lee. Right. Oh, uh, absolutely. Statue. And, and uh, so I certainly think if anything, it could be beneficial that uh, there are still so-called people at large that they, they want to talk to or interview that, that their defense could have time to keep them from being arrested and mount a powerful defense that they were defending mm -hmm. uh, elderly gentleman that was struck with either a, it was either a padlock on a chain or it was a frozen mm -hmm. uh, pop can and a sock or something, but the right. old man got a goose egg on his head. And, and so the, uh, we have a right to uh, use of force for self-defense and you can only, you know, I, I believe it was a street fight and, and, you know, certainly maybe some all sides should get 30 days yeah. in the cooler. You know, yeah. but uh, not eight years in prison, right. not three years yeah. in prison, taking a play, plea bargain with threats. As what we're, We had a yeah. case recently here in Missouri with the ACLU, and it went on for a very long time that uh, there are poor defendants that don't have the Sixth Amendment says everyone will get an attorney. 
And the ACLU came in, and, and we know they're the ones that got uh, Jason Kessler the permit to uh, carry on the uh, the Charlottesville deal. But they sued the Missouri Public Defender's Office. They actually sued the governor at the time several years ago, Jay Nixon. And it was a whole hoo-ha, nothing. And the uh, the defendants, the, which are the people, we the people that are getting railroaded to prison, uh, for uh, lame charges. If you want to research the story, look it up. They'll tell you some of the stories that were just outrageous. They were like civil matters where the cop should have came and been a referee. Instead, they just take someone to jail, and then the guy's going to lose his job, and they force him into a plea bargain. So now Missouri Public Defenders have promised, we're not going to tell them to take a plea bargain. We're, they're going to tell you to sit in jail. Mm. Boy, that's not much help for a working guy that's got a family and he needs right. to get out of jail and they have a long role, you know, they're, uh, you know, and certainly taxpayers don't want to pay to defend scumbags in Kansas city, St. Louis that are robbing and killing. And, you know, I say they get you on video take doing something. You don't get three hots in a cot. You, you get the gallows and uh, we've lost that mentality of that. Everyone is equal. Everyone you know, but certainly the, the yeah, regular the man cannot yeah. get justice in America. And that's why I speak out. And that's why I'm going to continue to speak out. And, and I think Christian men are ordained to put out their flyers. Uh, uh, God bless Travis Goley put, putting out his things. And they say white lives matter. And, and listen to your old folk radio, that certainly doesn't sound very evil to me. But if you're a, <laughs> right? yeah. a mind-controlled leftist. Uh, uh, it's, you know, it's certainly evil. And, uh, yeah, from their perspective, uh, it's amazing too, that these leftists don't even perceive that they're advocating a dictatorship, a, a, a tyrannical dictatorship that will, you know, if it, if it ever gets into power, will control them just as much as they're trying to control us right now. They're just shock troops. They're cannon fodder for the globalists and they don't realize they, they think that big government is actually a good thing. Right. You don't realize the Russian, that. Yeah. The yeah, Russian, go ahead. yeah. Yeah. The, the Russian people have to be so uh, terrified by us, threatened by us. I, I follow a guy a little bit, uh, uh, survival rush on YouTube. He's pretty cool. He's kind of like a survivalist guy and everything. He doesn't talk much about politics, but he goes up to where the gulags were and he lives up, in that part of Siberia or whatever, really neat guy just fought a tank, right. you know, but he talks, they have heavy gun control there and everything. But these people love Western culture. They have their religion. You know, I heard someone saying that they uh, prayed used to in the eighties. You would remember this better than me. You're older. Uh, people prayed that Christianity would survive in the Soviet union. And they mm -hmm. prayed and prayed and the Orthodox uh, church survived. They say Putin was baptized secretly uh -huh. in the Orthodox church. And uh, the uh, remnant Christians remained in there's Christianity there today and they don't have abortion and they're not having no homosexual right. praise to take their kids down the sea. Amen. And uh, they have, and they have to look at our culture of, of letting these, uh, these homos read stories to little kids. They had a story out in Oregon this week where they had snipers on the roof and cops out there garden, the uh, transvestites to read stories to little children at the mm. library. But if me and you wanted to come and tell them about being proud of being Irish, being yeah. white and, yeah. and being uh, about Jesus Christ, <laughs> right. uh, 
they, uh, we would get taken, and there was a preacher that was arrested. There was a preacher out there telling them it was an abomination, and the mm-hmm. police said he was interfering, and they arrested him. And this right. is, yeah, um, you know, they said that there yeah. were, uh, they, we've got deep state people threatening the grid in Russia, and don't know about what's going on. And uh, the people just got to wake up, and the power has got to be with the American people. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how the you left know. coast has gone almost total communist. Uh, Washington State, Oregon, and California; those three states are totally controlled by communists. It's really it's. And, uh, call the, me up, yeah. anyone listening in those places. Call me up. I love conversation. My phone number is public. Call me up, and uh, you know if you can get out of those places, move to a conservative yeah. Christian area. Right. Move to right. a conservative Christian area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really, uh, North I, I Texas. think a group in every state should be make our state, make Missouri great, make uh, yeah, Illinois right. great, make, uh, and, and make a county great, and make it a conservative county, and, and uh, get a constitutional sheriff. Right. And, I mean, uh, the, or it's all over for us if we just don't come together on these things, right. and, and they'll railroad our brothers and sisters to prison for standing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, an interesting thing, too, is, you know, we deal a lot and, and we get a lot of criticism from white nationalists and neo-pagans who tend to be secular and almost as badly anti-Christian as the Jews are, okay? So these people are actually cutting their own throats because they're not praying for America to be white again, you know, free of Jewry. They're not praying. They're, they're, they're basically treading water, you know, and uh, they're not getting anywhere either. So, uh, yeah, we're trying our best to reach them here on Eurofolk Radio. And uh, it's, they're very resistant because they falsely believe that the Bible is a Jewish book and that, uh, you know, religion is just bad. Yeah, well, I mean, they have, you know, the pagans have a religion. And what good is their religion doing? <laughs> right. It's not they need to come to an understanding of a creator that there's one creator, and I don't think it's too yeah. hard to understand. I struggle with my faith. I'm not like some holy roller that I'm sure I'm going to heaven. I'm not sure. I'm. Uh, I think I have to die every day because I sin. I have, uh, you know, I'm. Mm-hmm. All of us are that way, and and uh, the only person that is going to make that is, is our creator and. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to attack pagans. I, I want to attack people that, that, that talk about evil. There's, there's good and evil. And if you believe in, in, uh, that there's evil, there's, there's certainly good. And, and there's a, there's a, uh, there's a higher power. I believe, I, I think we're running out of time. I got to tell everyone, go to year of Jubilee with one E like the King James Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a playlist, tons of legal, uh, work on all of our prisoners. They need letters. I'm not a writer. If you could help me and write letters to these men and give them uh, their name gets called out at mail yeah. time. Uh, they get an encouraging letter that someone there's with them, take a phone yeah. call, yeah. Uh, put some money on their books. Yeah. Uh, Lone Star 1776, Rudy Davis, Rudy and Aaron Davis. And uh, yeah, you know, there's we nothing better for a prisoner to, than to uh, get a letter from the outside world. <laughs> All right, because it Amen. is a lonely place. It is a lonely place. All right, Brother Daryl, thanks for your uh, report. Uh, it's uh, very uh, encouraging. Uh, people, we are beginning to fight back slowly but surely. 
And, uh, you know, so we can all we can do here from uh, our perspective is to keep encouraging white people to fight back because they're, you know, and Yahweh is judging us by whether we fight back or not. Okay. If we're bumps on a log, mm-hmm. he said, well, you don't really care. And if, you, if you're apathetic, and there's a lot of Christian apathetics out there, they're not going to see the kingdom. What is it? Okay. What's the story with the Jesus uh, told the parable of the, the man that he, he left the, the two 